0: What's up, guys? This is In The Bonus. I'm your host, Johnny Peterson. Let's jump right into the show. Our first dub of the week goes to Jimmy Butler of the now Philadelphia 76ers. We'll get to that in a second. But the reason Jimmy gets this dub is he while he was still a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves, lent his private plane to Timberwolves point guard Tyus Jones so Tyus could go see his younger brother play in his first-ever college basketball game. A little background to the story, Tyus Jones used to play for Duke uh, in in 2015, and now his younger brother, Trey, is currently a freshman at Duke University, and so Tyus was able to take Jimmy's plane out to go see him play against Kentucky. And a little side note on that, Duke destroyed Kentucky by 34. Kentucky and Duke had the number one and the number two recruiting classes in the country. Kentucky was ranked number two in the nation. Duke ranked number four. And Duke smacked them by 34 points. And I'm going to say this now. Duke's team might go undefeated this year. They might go undefeated. They might win the national championship. And I think that they're going to go down as one of, if not the best college team to ever play. I watched them play. It is unreal. Guys, this, this team, if you watch any college basketball before March Madness, Duke is a must-see college basketball team. And it has been a long time since we've seen that besides Kentucky teams. But this Duke team is special. John Calipari's teams, they don't lose by 34. They, do no, they just don't. Ever since 2009, 2010, the Kentucky has been pumping out players to the NBA. They don't lose by 34 especially to a team that's copying their own formula for success, bringing in a ton of freshmen, playing them all, and and, and just running with it. And that has a lot to do with Coach K. I'm getting really off topic, but this is just so interesting to me. This Duke team is special. They're very special. Uh, They made Kentucky look like a JV high school basketball team. The number two recruiting class in the country looked like a high school team. Granted, the majority of their players probably are high school aged, because they're mostly freshmen. But still, they looked terrible. They did not look like a they did not look like a Calipari Kentucky team, and that goes to show uh, the power of Coach K. That goes to show the power of Duke and what they can really do when they buy into a system like Kentucky. Because traditionally, they didn't really go for that formula. They didn't really do the one and done type deal like Calipari has done. But now Coach K is starting to see that works. It really does. If you if you have it in the right situation, that works. Granted, it helps having the top three players in the recruiting class all commit to the same school, but I digress. Back to the dub. Really cool of Jimmy Butler to lend his plane to Tyus to go see his brother. Uh, a good move for Jimmy and a great way to leave uh, his relationship with some of the Timberwolves players as he moves on to Philly. Our other dub of the week. Also goes to Jimmy Butler for finally, finally, finally getting out of Minnesota. He was finally traded to Philly. Uh, he's been asking to get out of Minnesota for a good while now. He he manned up and he played some games for Minnesota this year, uh, which was big character move on his part. And Philly snuck away with a, a really good deal. They did not give up very much to get Jimmy Butler. And that goes to show... Uh, what minnesota was going through i'm curious was this on the owner was this uh, thibodeau constructing the trade did they just want to get rid of him immediately because they could have easily gotten a, a much better package than what they got they trade jimmy butler to the philadelphia 76ers for robert covington dario sarge jared bayless and a, a 2022 second round draft pick i was listening to, to jalen rose today talk about uh, his thoughts on the trade he said minnesota lost this trade They lost this trade because normally, when you're trading away, these are his words, normally when you're trading away an all-star caliber player, you expect the same caliber player in return, or at least first-round draft picks. In this case, Minnesota gets Robert Covington, who is a decent shooter and a great defender, Uh, Dario Saric, who is a good player to have on your team, uh, good offensive output, Jared Bayless... uh, they already have a, a surplus of point guards and a 2022 second round draft pick, which I suppose could be used in a trade package at some point in the future. All in all, Minnesota, uh, they don't get a dub this week that this is mostly for Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler now gets to go to a, a championship contender. He gets to play with guys like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I do feel bad for Markel Fultz, though, because it seems every day it's becoming more apparent that Markel Fultz is a bust. His jump shot is not improving. It, it, it looked good for the first three or four games of the season, and now it's starting to rapidly decline. He he can't shoot. He just can't. He was able to shoot at Washington. I don't know what happened between, between then and now. He's completely lost all ability to shoot. He has lost all of his confidence. And he's just starting to look more and more like a bust. And unless he can sort of break that mold that people are starting to give him, he's going to be a bust. And Jimmy Butler is going to let him know. Jimmy Butler is going to jump down his throat. Jimmy Butler does not play around like that. We saw with the young guys in Minnesota, Jimmy Butler likes guys who work hard and guys who really desire to be successful. And I don't really see that in Markel Fultz. I see that in Ben Simmons. I see that in Joel Embiid. And I think that that's why they're going to get, a well, get along so well together not so much with Markel Fultz. So the second dub of the week goes to Jimmy Butler, or I guess both dubs of the week go to Jimmy Butler. Uh, our one L of the week goes to Mello. Oh, Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony uh, is about to be cut from the Houston Rockets. Houston is currently five and seven and 12th Overall in the Western Conference, a pretty big drop-off from winning 65 games last year and being the number one seed in the West and being a hamstring injury to Chris Paul away from going to the NBA Finals and probably beating Cleveland. Let's just leave that there. Melo was brought in to shoot. He hasn't been able to do that. To provide veteran leadership. He hasn't been able to do that. And to fill the hole that Luke Mbamute and Trevor Ariza leave on the wing He definitely hasn't done that. Uh, I have a tweet that kind of puts this all into context for you. This is from Justin Phan, P-H-A-N. He tweeted out, Through 10 games, Carmelo Anthony has missed more shots than field goals, assists, steals, and blocks combined. The Rockets are 15.4 points per 100 possessions better with him off the court. That's all you need to see right there. The the stats don't lie. They're better with him off the court. He came in. He didn't want to come off the bench. He ended up having to come off the bench. He wanted to start. He just has to understand that it's over for him. He's from the 2003 draft class. This is his 16th year in the NBA. The only player from that draft class that's still even relevant and is actually the most dominant player in the league is LeBron. There's a couple players here and there that are still in the league, but Melo d wade is in his last year of his career we know that we've known that for a while Melo has to come to the realization that it's he's not he's not the player he used to be he's got to get out uh i think he should retire i think he should just hang it up and be done he knows he's going to be a hall of famer he's he's one of the one of the great offensive players that we've seen in the nba he had a great career i think that we all just need to accept the fact that sometimes you're just too old sometimes you're just too old to play basketball requires a certain level of athletic ability and past that 34 35 age range it is really tough to compete with 19 20 21 22 year olds that are in the in the prime of their athleticism and or not even in the prime of their athleticism getting into that just just entering their prime of their athleticism so uh houston we tried it with Mello. It's not working out. It, it is really embarrassing. That's why Melo's getting this L. It is pretty embarrassing to to a player of your caliber to sort of be just essentially cut for not producing twelve games into the season. So Melo gets the L for the week. I I, I do hope he retires. All the best to Carmelo Anthony and whatever future endeavors he does. If that's to to play with another NBA team, I highly would advise I would I would highly advise against doing that. I would just again I would hang it up and that's it for the dubs and else segment. We've got a new segment this episode, guys. This is the Ball Family segment. We all know Lavar Ball, we all know Lonzo, we all may know Leangelo, and a lot of us know Lamelo. They have their own Facebook reality show, Ball Ball in the Family. Uh, so they get their own segment on in the bonus, the Ball Family segment. Lavar pulled uh, Melo out of high school. Pulls him out of high school. LiAngelo gets arrested in China. Kicked out of UCLA. Or I think he was withdrawn from UCLA. Don't remember. Don't care. They both go to play for Lithuania. That didn't pan out very well. So LeVar decides to start the Junior Basketball Association. An alternative route to college for basketball players who want to play at the highest level. The NBA. LaMelo was the face of this league. And then LiAngelo was eventually brought in after he wasn't drafted. And they... They had their league, the LA Ballers, who was LaMelo and Leangelo's team, they won their tournament. You guys may not even care about this. I certainly don't care. They ended up forming a sort of a, an all-star team of the best players in that league to go play in ex- exhibition games overseas. Anyway, I digress again. LaMelo uh, announced that he is coming back to high school. He's playing again. He's gonna play for the Spire Institute in Ohio, which coincidentally is the same prep school as that seven-seven kid with a super long neck from Europe. This kid's twelve years old and he's like seven-seven. It's unreal. Uh, I can't. I'm blanking on his name because it's some really long European name. Lamelo also is looking to play in college. He is talking about Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. Apparently. He hasn't fully given up his amateur status. I don't know how. He played professionally. He was getting paid to play basketball. He has his own shoe that he's getting money for. That is the definition of giving up your amateur status. I don't know how he's going to be able to play in college. If he does, that'd be really cool. I would love to see LaMelo play for Duke. That would be sick. Um, As for LiAngelo, LiAngelo is done with this whole JBA shit. Uh, He is going to uh, enter the pool looking for a G League contract. And I think this is a good move. I, if I'm an NBA team, I keep saying this. I don't know why no one has listened to my advice yet. Take a chance on Leangelo. He has the skill to play at the NBA level. He can shoot. He's athletic. He's big. He's strong. I don't. I don't know what the problem is. I guess that's the emotional baggage that comes from being uh, having the last name Ball and having your own reality show. But. If you look at this year, LeVar has been relatively quiet when it comes to the Lakers. Ever since LeBron rode into town, LeVar has shut his mouth. And I think that that is going to be a trend continuing. And I think that teams should take advantage of that. If I'm Cleveland, I would sign LiAngelo to a G League contract. You're 1-10, in 10, what do you have to lose? You'll be He'll be near LaMelo. Maybe that's a formula that would work for Cleveland. Maybe you draft LaMelo, maybe you have LiAngelo, and you play them together, and you somehow get Lonzo onto the Cavaliers watching like five years this happens and, and someone listens to this podcast episode and i and i predicted it um i really think that the trio of the ball brothers playing together i think that that's i think that's a successful formula they play really well together if you watch them play in high school i i understand it's a huge jump from high school to the nba uh and, and even to college but when they play together that year at Chino Hills, they were destroying teams. They went something like 35 and 0, national champions, state champions, just destroying teams. These games weren't even close, and it was because of these three kids playing together. I think Levar knows what he's talking about when it comes to having these guys play together. I would love to see it. I don't. It may not. It's probably more likely that it won't than it will. It would be really cool to see, though, to see uh, LiAngelo, Lonzo, and LaMelo suiting up for Cleveland as the new big three <laughs> in town for them. I think that would be really cool to see. Next segment. I guess this is our last segment, actually. Hot take of the week. Paul Pierce saying that Duke could beat Cleveland. Paul Pierce, come on. what Dude, what are you doing? You're an NBA champion. You're a Hall of Famer. Why are you saying this? I understand Cleveland is, is the future is bleak in Cleveland right now. LeBron is gone. You're 1-10. Kevin Love is injured. It is not looking good right now for Cleveland. No one really cares anymore. They have almost no national TV games, whereas last year they had almost all national TV games because of LeBron alone. And I understand that Duke did destroy Kentucky, who is arguably the, they were ranked the number two team in the country, and they beat him by thirty four. So I could see his, I could see how he came to the conclusion of thinking that Duke could beat Cleveland. But guys, let's be honest, it, this, we're talking apples and oranges here. The NBA and the NCAA Division one level are very, very different atmospheres. NBA players, they are grown men grown men tristan thompson is a grown man J.R. smith is a grown man it doesn't matter that they're one in ten they're still an nba team they're still professional players granted the duke three i guess cam reddish rj barrett and zion williamson are projected to probably be three of the top five picks in the draft or at least three of the top 10 they're all lottery picks it's unreal how good these kids are but they're not good enough to to take down an nba team by themselves that's that's ludicrous. I don't know why Paul Pierce would say that. And that I guess that's why it's the hot take of the week. There are people out there that think Duke could potentially beat Cleveland or whoever is the worst NBA team at this point in time. Right now it's Cleveland tomorrow. It, it, it could be somebody else, probably Atlanta cuz they're tanking pretty hard. I don't agree with this. I think that I, I think Paul Pierce is better than this. I don't think he really thought this through. There's no way any college team would ever beat any NBA team. It's just it's not going to happen. Maybe if Duke played Cleveland 100 times, Duke might win three of them, maybe five. But for the most part, these guys are NBA players. They've been around. They're veterans. They know what it takes to win, and they would probably just bully this Duke team, and it probably wouldn't be pretty. I would pay money to see it happen, though. I would love to see it. Anyway... That's our hot take of the week, and that brings us to the end of the show. Guys, if you've listened this far into the podcast, I really appreciate it, and I wanted to let you guys know that this is going to be the final episode of In the Bonus. This podcast has been really fun to do. However, it has served its purpose. I was able to secure employment upon graduating college, doing what I love, which is podcasting. So prepare to see a lot more content coming out in the future. Uh, I'm going to branch out and try and experiment with some different types of podcasts. So be on the lookout for that. Um, My Twitter handle is now Johnny Threderson. It is the same as my Instagram, Johnny Threderson. make it easier for you guys. J O H N N Y three T E R S O N on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Follow me for more podcasting content on there. And if you're one of the guy, if you're one of the people guys or girls, I don't know if you're one of the people that, has been listening to this podcast and listen to the majority of this podcast uh from the beginning i really appreciate you thank you so much uh it means a ton to me that you uh believed in me and that you enjoyed hearing what i have to say uh, from episode one um i, I listen I, I go back and listen to episode one sometimes and i just laugh at myself and how bad it's been <laughs> at least to me how shitty it sounded um and, and and to now with you know the equipment upgrades and, and all the all the things that have happened just from doing this podcast has brought me a, a lot of blessings in my life uh, especially the job uh, I will be uh, starting a podcasting company um, with a mentor and as well as you know branching out and doing more of my own podcasts uh, that I will be hosting so be ready for that I appreciate it again guys thank you so much and this is. In the bonus, for the last time, thanks for listening.